0: Inequality. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. People espouse equality as a top priority, one of the fair fundamental basics for all of us but very few seem to actually believe in it. It's an easy thing to claim you're for and to wax poetic about. Freedom and justice for all. It sounds great. What is disappointing is how many freedom advocates really mean freedom for myself and my own. That's their commentary behind closed doors. We don't want to lose any power. We don't want to lose class, rank, or status. Do not intrude upon my claims. This territory is mine. Don't tread on me. I understand these selfish sentiments. It's the way we've structured our societies. We are all operating within a certain context. And that is the reality. And we've fought hard for what we have. Not that it's always so noble to fight for what you have. We really romanticize the word. Inequality is ubiquitous in this world because we have designed incentive structures and disincentive structures which make the condition all but inevitable. If you're playing the game well, You're standing atop many shoulders. I dare you to contemplate the weight of the burden. Not all of us, but I think a lot of us, want equality. We just don't know how to get there. Not more equality, but real equality among all people. A lot of us want that. A lot of us don't. I do not deny the toughness of the problem. For one thing, we do not perceive all professions as equal. We value the brain surgeon's services more than the auto mechanic's services. They're both doctors. If you really think about it, if you really think about it, they are equally important. Of course, it is a matter of education and risk liability and intrinsic skill and rarity and so forth, I know. In the eyes of God, the two are equal. Our imperfect vision does not see it as such. Equality terrifies two of the three main classes of today. The remaining class is generally more ambivalent It terrifies the people at the top, and it terrifies the people at the bottom. The upper class does not want to lose even one iota of their advantage, and the lower class is convinced any push will be a ploy not to elevate their lot, but to deprive them of what little power they do have. The middle class is, well, somewhere in the middle. Apathetic notions about where to begin and what to do still predominate in the tackling of this great societal imbalance. This is especially so now, as its outer face dons more ambiguity than in past. But we all know perfectly well that there under the veil, it still lurks. So who exactly suffers as unequal? There are some obvious ones. Women are not equal to men. Blacks are not equal to whites. Asians are not equal to whites. Those of Middle Eastern descent are not equal to whites. Native Americans are not equal to New World Americans. South and Central Americans are not equal to North Americans, Palestinians and Israelis, Pakistanis and Indians, Sunni and Shiite. Gays and lesbians are not equal to heterosexuals. Transgender are not equal to gay and lesbians. Citizens are not equal to their supposed protectors in law enforcement. The feeble are not equal to the able-bodied. The unemployed are not equal to the employed. Blue-collar is not equal to white-collar. Individuals are not equal to the corporation. The left hand is not equal to the right hand. Generation X is not equal to the baby-boomers. Republicans are not equal to Democrats nor are Democrats equal to Republicans, and Libertarians are most certainly not equal to anyone else. Many of us dismiss the notion of equality as an achievable reality, that all could truly be equal in this world. It smacks more of peacenik utopian foo-foo than a potential paradigm of the future. But I don't know. I rather like the idea. I don't want practical cynicisms getting in our way, as they so often do. Abstract idealism should win the day more often than it does. It is a matter of will. A lack of feasibility and plausibility shouldn't betray our hopes for better circumstances. I think many believe in the manifestation of such positive visions one day such beliefs will reach a critical mass and translate into something far closer to reality I only know part of the solution at this time and that is you and I don't ever find yourself to be class or status oriented as a matter of pride because it is hideous If you are prey to such frivolous, plastic concerns, exercise those demons out of you. I'm not telling you not to be rich. You can do so if you like. But don't lord it over anyone as the only reasonable path to pursue, nor hoard resources for sake of power. If you are miserly, you are totally lost. Do not be racist or sexist chauvinistic or petty. Sometimes these things are a bit subliminal, by the way. They are subtle devils deep within the mind, unless, of course, you find them sitting right atop the surface. Clean your consciousness. An upward trajectory in harmony and balance, love and prosperity for all, a reduction in unfairness and impoverishment, Hatred, conflict and war? Let's try it. Our numbers are greater than the naysayers. Our cumulative power is greater than the naysayers. They just have you believing otherwise. They convince you that it is their finger on the most powerful triggers. Why do you believe it? We need more Mahatmas more Gandhis and Martin Luther Kings, Abraham Lincolns, and JFKs. Yet the world ultimately rewarded these men with bullets. Isn't it ironic? Like the fabled Icarus, it seems each of them ascended too high toward the sun of truth. Bear too much light, and you shall be extinguished. Doesn't it make you sad? I hope future generations will see the folly of all this division. It starts with you now and the things you whisper to your children.